This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, March the 3rd. And first today, we're going to be hearing from a Medway mum who's fighting to get her son a school place. He's been turned away from 27 different schools. 13-year-old Jack Dale from Raynham has ADHD, autism and an anxiety disorder and has had to spend the past year learning from home. His mum, Leanne, says it's affecting his mental health. She's been speaking to Jamie. Jack was attending Bradfield's Academy up until April last year Um, and then I got called in um, April last year because basically he managed to absconder from school. He managed to get out of school grounds. Um, due to his anxiety, he ran off. Um, so they called me as the safety aspect. So I had to go and collect him that day. Um, and we agreed it was safer for me to bring him home. Um, then we had an emergency meeting, um, basically um, for them to tell me that they are struggling with his anxiety and challenging behaviour. Um, so therefore, they were going to try and work work on a plan to see if they could like gradually just do gradual like gradual days for him like a couple of hours a day and then see how they go um basically and then we went back for one morning after that and they couldn't even cope with him for that one morning so we've ended up having to have him home ever since in terms of uh trying to find a a place for him what you know what have the council had to say in terms of them struggling to actually find a place so other than trying to contact schools they haven't really done anything else they um they did look at um, giving, offering us a place at a farm school um, before Christmas over in Bredgar, but we went for a visit with Jack and, and then for them then to tell me that they're going to put that on hold. They're not going to um, let us do that now. Um, and the home tuition has only been arranged um, because I've asked for it um, in the last couple of months because um, I was advised to do this by Midway Send Yes. Um, they're a local organisation that help parents on the SEN um, with like tribunals etc um, and basically we're still waiting for a tutor so even that hasn't been arranged yet so even though they're saying they referred us for it we haven't got a tutor so Jackie's at home with nothing still at the moment. And then you know on that point how is your son's education then being impacted? Well his mental health is being impacted a lot because it, we are actually under NELF the mental health for young people um, and because obviously due to his anxieties, but that has heightened. I mean, we have had a difficult last year anyway, putting school aside. We've had two close bereavements. I lost my dad to COVID last January. And also my sister, within three months of that, we lost my sister. So Jack's had all that anxiety as well. Plus being out of school and not having any social interaction, not having any routine and structure, because obviously that is what he thrives on because of his disability. He needs routine and structure. Um, so it's affected his mental health a lot and he talks to himself a lot. Um, he's really, really, his anxiety has got worse. He's, he's obviously heightened a lot worse from being at home. So it has made a lot of, you know, it's not, it's really affected him big time. So, and it's putting a lot of strain on the family as well, emotionally and financially, because I'm having to take unpaid leave as and when my husband's not here because my husband does shift work. 
and I, I say I work at a local primary school at lunchtime so if my husband's not here to look after him then it has to be me so I have to take unpaid leave so it's not only affecting everyone's mental health it's affecting well it's affecting like basically us financially as well. Medway Council say they are trying to get Jack into a school that can meet his complex needs and, as you heard, have provided a home tutor in the meantime. Celia Buxton is the Assistant Director for Education and SEND and in a statement she's told us we're doing everything we can to help find a suitable school place which is able to meet his complex needs. We have contacted a number of schools but unfortunately they either do not have any vacancies or are unable to meet his individual needs. While we continue to consult with suitable schools to find him a place we have arranged for a specialist tutor to help him we are committed to ensuring every child in medway receives the best education possible kent online news Elsewhere and today marks a year since the disappearance of Sarah Everard and the Kent Online podcast has been told very little has been done to make women feel any safer on the streets. The 33-year-old's body was found in Woodland in Ashford a week after she went missing. She'd been killed by then-serving Met Police Officer Wayne Cousins from Deal. Well, we've been speaking to Jeanette Forder, who's a women's wellness coach from Rochester. She says she still feels very anxious. She's been chatting to Leisha. In the past, I would have said, yes, I felt safe. You know, I was commuting, strange hours, getting back to the station. I used to take you know, certain measures to make sure that I kept myself feeling safe. Now I'm not doing that. I you know, don't necessarily think about it so much. But just the fact that we're talking about a case where a lady was attacked and raped and murdered by a police officer makes me beg that question of how can I possibly feel safe? The people that are supposed to keep us safe, we can in many respects no longer trust. And I know it was only one, but other cases have come about or other things we've heard about, um, you know, activities that the police officers may have been involved in that actually makes you think we can't actually trust these people to keep us safe. So I think, no, we don't feel safe. I think it's worse now than it was before. And I know that we've we've had a lot of um, police saying that, you know, we, we should, Boris said at the time, we should trust the police. And, you know, they've put funding into Kent, £700,000 in certain areas, you know, street lighting, trying to help people like that. Do you think that, you know, from your experience, what kind of things do you, are you worried about if you were to go out, say, late at night uh, or in the evening, even as, as the sun's starting to set? What sort of things go on in your mind as you're walking down the street? What are you aware of? What are you looking out for? So I am always going to be aware of my surroundings. Where I actually live is quite a wooded area. And as a runner, I used to run, go running with a running club of an evening. I would never now, on my own, go out running at night. I just don't feel it's safe. You're much more vulnerable. So I'm always acutely aware of the fact that there's woodlands around me, you know, not to get scaremongering, but anybody could be hiding there that you can't see. I'm constantly keeping my eyes open. I've got my phone with me, but I'm also very much aware of people who might be around me. So, you know, again, having worked in London, you get kind of into that mindset. But I also kind of do look at cars passing. You know, if a car starts to slow beside me, I will keep walking and maybe even run because you think I'm not going to stop to help somebody 
because I don't know what's in that person's mind. And I think just have to be very acutely aware of your surroundings and just be, you know, not looking for trouble, but be aware that some something unsavoury could happen and you need to protect yourself. Well, police have been given more funding for kit and projects to improve women's safety. And this week, the Home Secretary launched the Enough to Violence Against Women and Girls campaign. Sarah's family, meantime, say their lives have changed forever and they remember her every day with love. They say they're grateful for the support which has comforted them through this terrible time. The Met Police have also issued a statement today saying they remain deeply disgusted and shamed that one of their officers was responsible for her death. Cousins is serving a whole life sentence. Kent Online News. Kent County Council has frozen all new transactions linked to Russia in response to the country's invasion of Ukraine. The authorities announced a range of steps, including ramping up cyber security and cutting ties with Russian gas corporation Gazprom. The Ukrainian flag is also going to be raised over County Hall in Maidstone. As the fighting continues, you can keep up to date with the very latest on the situation by heading to the national pages of Kent Online. Public toilets in Ramsgate have been closed due to ongoing antisocial and criminal behaviour. Discarded needles and even bodily fluids have been found at the site on Cavendish Street. The toilets were repaired back in January, but the abuse and vandalism has continued ever since, with bosses saying they need to protect the public and staff from dangerous situations. A man found with a serious head injury in Chatham has died. The 62-year-old was taken to hospital after being discovered near the bottom of a set of steps in Victoria Street last month. His death is currently being treated as unexplained and a post-mortem is now going to take place. A man in his 60s was previously arrested over the incident and released while inquiries continue. A man's due in court charged with assaulting a woman in Canterbury. She was attacked on a footpath near Beaconsfield Road on Sunday evening. 47-year-old Mark Roberts, who doesn't have a permanent address, is accused of intending to carry out a sexual offence. Now, two men who used a moped to smash through a hair salon in Dartford before stealing hairdryers, curlers and straighteners have been jailed. £3,000 worth of beauty products were taken following the ram raid in Market Street on New Year's Day. 32-year-old Gary Parks, who's from Woolwich in London, was caught because he was still wearing a GPS ankle tag after being released from prison. Liam Byron, who's 25 and doesn't have a permanent address, has also been locked up. The pair of them have been sentenced to 22 months. Well, Mark Mardell owns the salon and he spoke to the podcast just after the ram raid happened. They managed to smash their way through my front door, ripping the doors off its uh, hinges. Then uh, one of them ran into the shop and with two bags um, stole um, what we can see on the video, um, a large quantity of THC hair dryers, stylers, tongs, wands. And what we've managed to work out so far, they've managed to get away with about £3,000 worth of um, products, all in under one minute. They were in and out and gone. It was, it was horrible. I was having a, a very nice chilled out um, New Year's Day. Um, on the sofa with my son when my phone started beeping. Uh, it was one of my clients passing the shop minutes after the event happened, messaged me and telling me that my shop's just been broken into. First thing I'd done, I didn't know whether it was a New Year's Day prank or not. Uh, so I went onto my CCTV cameras on, on my phone and I noticed that the front doors had been knocked in. Um, at that point, I just went onto the autopilot, uh, grabbed my stuff, jumped in my car, 
and drove as quick as I could down to the shop. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. This is one of our most read stories today. Four car parks in Canterbury could be turned into housing. Reporter Lydia Chandler-Hicks joins me now. Firstly, Lydia, can you describe where these car parks are? These car parks are all within Canterbury City Centre. So we have the former temporary car park in Station Road West, which for those who know Canterbury sits just behind the goods shed. Then there is the Rosemary Lane car park, which has actually been shut already since 2020. Then there's the St John's Lane business user car park and also a small section of Longport car park, which fronts Ivy Lane. And why is the council putting them up for sale then? Well, it's no secret that Canterbury City Council, along with many other local authorities, is in a very cash-strapped position, particularly following the pandemic. The council says that selling all four of these sites will help to improve its financial position and also help ensure investment and economic opportunity within the Canterbury district. So what happens now? All four of these pieces of land have already been earmarked for housing within the council's local plan, which is its kind of planning blueprint, and they could, between them, provide space for up to 55 new homes within the city. Councillors have already voted in favour of of selling these pieces of land, and they are now up for sale. Those interested in buying them, and people can either do that on an individual basis, or they can purchase multiple if they prefer, are invited to get in touch with the agents, RBC Land and New Homes. Lydia, thank you ever so much. A prolific rogue trader's been jailed after repeatedly targeting elderly residents in Swale and Medway. Tony Saunders tricked them into paying thousands of pounds for unnecessary work to their properties. The 23-year-old from Spade Lane in Hartlip has been locked up for nearly five years. A GP surgery in Sittingbourne has been placed into special measures after being rated inadequate by inspectors. The Care Quality Commission visited Green Porch Medical Centre and found issues with medicine management patients' needs were not always assessed and not all staff were up to date with training. Or bosses have been given six months to make improvements or its registration could be removed. It's been confirmed Kent's Nightingale Court will stay open for another year. It was set up at the Great Danes Hotel in Maidstone to tackle a huge backlog of cases during the pandemic. Eleven others across the country are going to be closed by the end of the month. Kent Online reports. Another Taco Bell could be coming to Kent. The American fast food giant has launched a bid to open a drive through on the site of a former sewage treatment facility off Sturry Road in Canterbury. If approved, it's expected to create 50 jobs and could welcome customers before the end of the year. Cineworld in Ashford's reopening in time for the new Batman film. The first stage of renovations there have been completed with a new wraparound Screen X playing a midnight screening of the movie tonight. It's said to offer a 270-degree viewing experience. They've also upgraded existing screens and opened a Starbucks. X Factor winner Alexandra Burke will be headlining this year's Canterbury Pride. 20,000 people are expected to go on June the 11th. Denise Van Outen will be doing a DJ set and there'll be a performance by Bag of Chips from RuPaul's Drag Race. At Kent Online today you can see pictures and video of Margate being transformed into a winter wonderland for a new Hollywood film. Dreamland has also been turned into a retro cinema for 
the movie Empire of Light. It stars Olivia Colman and Colin Firth and is directed by Sam Mendes. And thousands of children and teachers in Kent have been dressing up today for World Book Day. It's actually the 25th anniversary of the event, which was created to celebrate the joy of reading. Well, 14 books are being made available to buy for just a pound to help those from disadvantaged backgrounds get involved. And we're asking on socials today for you to tell us your favourite book character or author. Head to Facebook to add to the comments. Kent Online Sport. Just one bit of sports news and Olympic sprinter Dina Asher-Smith is going to be made an honorary doctor at the University of Kent. She's being recognised for her exceptional and inspirational athletic career. The degree will be handed out at a ceremony in Rochester later this month. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus you can get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site. You just need to subscribe. Head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read our latest Eat My Words food review. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.